This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on? It's Kay Lee and Ben H. from the Man Fuse podcast. Today we're going to talk about words that guys hate. Oh, fuck. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, I can probably go. name a shitload of them, and some of them aren't going to be one word. Some of them are going to be a string of words together to make a statement or a sentence. Right. If you had to go first, your word that you, if you had to do a study, they ask you, you're polled, what is the number one word that you hate? Small. <laughs> small. You don't like small. Nothing small. There's nothing that could be said to describe you in the word of small in any instance not talking about necessarily your manhood anything you just don't like small the word. just doesn't do it for you I, I mean me if i had to choose my no i don't like being told no yeah when i want something and i'm not talking about sexually yes when i'm tapping on my wife at night and i'm trying yeah. to uh yeah well normally it's not just it's not normally that cut and dry with no right it's normally I'm tired, right. which is a statement that I hate. Or, leave me alone. I'm trying to sleep. Which, can I tell you where my head goes when you say that? What? It means that your needs are small. Yes, at that moment. At that moment. And that's why you hate the word no so bad, because you actually have a physical desire, which is romantic and in your own mind is beautiful and erotic. And you have this vision of this grand situation yeah. that has the complete possibility of occurring right now <laughs> and she's tired and I'm, what a small little pathetic vision you have yeah it's so bad that i'm sleeping instead yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even enough to wake me up i'm picturing these positions in this wild right. like event yeah that's gonna go on for two and a half minutes and, and, and I'm just yeah like, no and then or I'm trying to sleep. I've worked all day. Right. Don't you see? I've been folding laundry for That's an more hour. important. I haven't showered. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> I want your There's musk. nothing you could say that's going to deter me. <laughs> yeah. Other than no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but even when I get the word no, and I'm not saying if you don't have a wife or a girlfriend, no means no. But I at least try to get her to change her mind. <laughs> As I've said before, I might try to press it up yeah. against her. Yeah, just to show her what she's missing. Yeah. <laughs> just lay... Does this have no value to you whatsoever? <laughs> what about my emotional state? <laughs> what about him? <laughs> yeah. 
Forget about what me. What about us? <laughs> Talking about yourself. Is- I know that you're tired. <laughs> and I'm not. But what about us, baby? Yeah. <laughs> hey, babe, I'm tired too. But he's not. Yeah, yeah. He- if we mix your tired with my not tired, we get somewhere in between. And that's exactly where I'm looking to go, baby. Right. Into the moisture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they despise the word. Yeah. Okay, so if you had a second word or string of words, like I said, it might not be one word. I don't know that there's very many words in the alphabet or in the English language that I go, oh, I fucking hate that word. I mean, no is a pretty good one. Yeah. Do you have a second one, Ben? My second word would be, this is a tough one. Oh, I, have, I know. Mine would be period. Period? Period. Yeah. Referring to that time. Of the yeah. month. Well, if you think about it, all, all of this ties back into sexuality on both sides. You were sexual creatures. Yeah, we are. And it really all ties back into sexuality. With females, maybe it's more so on the things which causes a pursuit toward them. And on male side, maybe it's something that could deter that pursuit or prevent that pursuit, to shut down that pursuit. So on one side, you have something which is an attractor. It's like a magnetic pull. And on the other side of it, you have the magnet itself, which is being pulled toward that energy or the metal that's being pulled toward that magnetic energy. And then a piece of paper comes between it (laughs) and the whole thing just gets shut down and the magnet falls on the floor. So here's one. Here are four words strung together, which it's a genetic thing. Every man dreads and fears as soon as they hear it. Oh boy. We need to talk. Uh, yeah. Girls like saying that when shit is like over. When they've already decided that it's over. Well, no. Well, my wife says that to me still. I mean, it's not over. But No, maybe not the relationship may not be over, but something. Yeah. Something's over. A decision has been made, in other words. This is no longer up for discussion as far as she's concerned. We need to talk. How about size does not matter? There's another four words for you. Size doesn't matter. Size does not matter. If you're hearing that, size matters. (laughs) No! (laughs) The meaning is the opposite. If you hear size does not matter. Please, no! Here's another one. You say, hey, babe, do you mind if I'm going to go do this tonight? Do what you want. There's another four words. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I don't care. you could even dumb that down into one word. Whatever. Yeah, whatever is a good one. The funny thing is that my wife could be like, hey, I'm going out with the girls. I'll be like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, you guys go. Do what, do whatever you want to do. And she's like, okay, great. And then I could come to my wife and be like, I'm going out with the boys. And she could be like, okay, whatever. Do whatever you want to do. Have a great time. And we're literally saying the same thing. It's just different. <laughs> it has a completely, <laughs> no. So One of them is, please go have fun. Yeah. So that I can chill. Yeah, go have and fun. And the other one is, please don't leave. Yeah. Stay here with me. No. The other one is, I hope you have a shit-ass time. Yeah. Hopefully, this sets the tone for your fucking evening. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And you know when you get home, your ass it's is getting suck. a cold shoulder. The vibe yeah. is going to be shit. Yeah. You're going to get into bed, and if you go to touch her, she's going to be like, don't fucking touch me. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. Have fun. Or, have fun. I'm going to bed. It's 7 o'clock. You're not going to bed. Okay, here's one. Do I look fat? No. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) Never, ever answer that with any other answer than no. Yeah. 
No, you don't. No. Even if she does. Two-letter word, no. Who are you texting? Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm late. <laughs> These would be words that yeah. Uh, yeah. a guy, be honest with me. Oh. When is date night? Another tough one. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Actually, I kind of like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is the most hurtful things you can say to a guy? These are actually words. Deep, hurtful words that are used as tools and ammunition. What are they? You're a lazy husband. Oh. Right? Selfish boyfriend. Or, you're not my first choice. (laughs) (laughs) But I am the best choice. (laughs) Might not have been your first, but guess what? You're the one. Somehow I won. Yeah. Somehow (laughs) I shined where other people didn't. I think for guys, it's pretty cut and dry. We don't like to be told no, and we don't like some of the statements. But do you see the difference, though? Those are the worst things a guy wants to hear. And that's normally, it's either your attitude, it's either four words strung together, disguised, with a hidden meaning, like, do what you want. You're not really saying do what you want. You're saying, well, you can do what you want, but I'm going to make your fucking night miserable or I'm going right. to make the vibe where all the women have to worry about is the word moist. <laughs> well. Or squirt. Yeah. I mean, again, it's they're on defense. We're on offense. We're on offense? We're on offense. Well, they're the, on defense. Yeah, all the time? I'm just saying sexually, mostly. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, for the most part. I mean, there are times when... <laughs> I don't know if the guy's going to be on defense. No, he's. But there may be times when the woman initiates, and it's simply the male initiating. But still, even still, the natural human nature is for a woman to be on defense and for a guy to be on offense. And so the hardest part about it is having a shared vision and understanding that for that shared vision to actually be a reality, I'm going to have to give in areas where I don't want to give, and she's going to have to give in areas that she doesn't want to give. It's easy to have that conversation. But to practice it in real time becomes challenging for a lot of people who are in relationships with one another. Because, number one, it's hard to even come up with a shared vision. You might just argue about it, about what you want versus what she wants, what you, you know, something can throw in a detour. And what about, I've got one friend, and it's like all about when his, uh, you know, they want to build a beautiful house and all these kinds of things. And it's all about when their daughter is going to graduate from high school. We can do whatever we want. She'll graduate from high school either way. And the mom is like, no, she's staying right where she is until she graduates high school. One of them wants it now. The other one is saying we have to wait for these reasons. And so she could be upset with him that he wants it now. And he could be upset with her that they're going to have to wait. But ultimately, are they able to still hold on to the shared vision in either case? When the shared vision is lost, there's no autopilot. You're either growing together or you're growing apart. And you can't grow together all the time. You have to grow apart, but you have to use the opportunities when you're growing apart to grow back together because that's what makes you grow back together stronger. And I believe that in marriage specifically and in all relationships, really, we go through these different phases of growing together and growing apart. And when it's not meant to be, those are the people that you never grew back together with after you grew apart the last time. Or maybe the first time you grew apart, you never grew together again. But don't you think that due to where the time that we live in, very rarely when I was growing up, did you see your grandparents ever get divorced? Right. They made a commitment. They stayed with each other. Yeah. 
You didn't really see that. And I guess you'd have to do a survey. Did they have to learn to accept that person and still love parts of them? All to... of my grandparents got divorced. Really? All of them. Really? All of them. See, my... And my parents are still together. See, my parents got divorced, but you know? my both sets of grandparents were together. So it's almost like it skips a generation. But I would say if you had to survey the whole, yeah, you know, grandparents typically stay. I just feel like nowadays people are not willing to work. Yeah. Because a relationship, a marriage is work. It is the honeymoon phase is going to go away. The shininess of any relationship is going to dull. You're going to get to know that person. They're going to get to know you. You're going to get on their nerves. They're going to get on yours. You're going to want to parent one way. They're going to want to parent another. And there is going to be conflict. But I feel like this day and age, it's like, oh, no, fuck you. I don't have to deal with this shit. You know, and so many times people are so quick to break that vow. Right. That commitment. Yeah. Because they're not willing to work. It's right. such, it's so easy and acceptable now to go, oh, that partner who I thought was my soulmate isn't my soulmate. And they go try to find somebody else. And sometimes it takes two, three times. Yeah. I feel like even though we all in our minds when we think of getting married, yes, because, you know, playing the field is fun, but it gets old too. And so does being married. Being married gets old as well. But... You've made that vow. You've made that commitment. I just feel like this day and age, it's so easy to break that vow and break that commitment. Well, it's certainly acceptable. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Society has, it has become an acceptable thing to go, no, I don't want to be with this person. Yeah. It's highly acceptable socially. And it's so interesting because like being in real estate, for example, obviously I encounter a lot of people that are going through either marriage or divorce or having kids or downsizing or- Whatever, right? But obviously, I deal with a lot of people in different ways. Life events, different ones. Comings and goings, all going different directions. And divorce is always a really difficult one because more than anything, I find it to be sad. I always know when I go through a house and there's pictures of the mom and the kids or just the dad and the kids. And it's almost like part of the grieving process that people go through is to go and get a professional photo shoot done without their significant other there who created the kids. Oh, so you're saying it's kind of like a jab? It's not a jab. I think it's part of like closure for people to be able to get over it. But it's something that I see commonly and I just find it to be sad. You know what I mean? I just go, wow, that's so sad. You know what I mean? Because like obviously or hopefully at some point, these two people were in love with one another and they had a shared vision about something. And now that shared vision has completely splintered And now it's like they have their own vision. And now it's like, instead of a family, you see, yes, it's a family. It's a mom and two kids, but it's it's not. Or the dad and two kids. Or the dad and two kids or three kids or one kid or whatever the case is. But I see that so commonly. It's like an official, like when they go do the family photo, the new family photo. Yes. It's like, this is my new reality. It's always half the closet is full, meaning the other half is empty. And that's a big sign. And it's weird. It's almost like, even after the person is left, they don't put clothes there. That's something I, because I stopped selling residential real estate yeah. more than 10. I just, that's something I never even thought about. Yeah. They don't put clothes. And so when you see the bedroom, there's always a side table on either side of the bed, but one of them has a book or a clock 
and the other one has nothing. One has something, and the other has nothing. So there's an empty space. And even in the dining room table, if that's where they eat. Yeah. The head of the table, if it's the guy. Right. Chances are he probably sat there if you had a yeah. formal dinner sure. nightly. Now it's and empty. that seat is empty. And so it's really sad from that perspective. And I think that's why it's so, when you talk about the kids being the real victims of divorce, I don't know. It's just sad. And it's like a lot of the people who I've talked to have gone through divorce have expressed to me both male and female, but mostly it's females that express this to me, that they wish they would have found a way to work it out. And guys typically won't even go that deep with you on like just a surface level conversation. And obviously these are friends that I have. So people have told you in hindsight. Most people. They wish they would have stuck it out. That's right. Yeah. Well, do you think that's because... Whatever the issues that they were having, hopefully the other person wasn't cheating and having a full-blown affair. But sure. let's just say, so let's say it was just conflict. It wasn't getting along. Right. It wasn't extramarital affair right. or any, any type of adultery. But do you think that now they're like, they've gone out, they've had some space. Right. You know, sometimes a little space makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Maybe makes you realize what you had. And playing the field again, and you realize, well, the grass is going to turn brown everywhere. It's not always going to stay green. I think it goes even deeper than that, honestly. I think that what happens is people, they get divorced for whatever reason, even if it was cheating or whatever it was. And I don't know this because I haven't been divorced. I'm just, this is my read on the situation based on the conversations I've had. And they ultimately realize after they go and do all those things, They get the photo, they sell the house, they get involved with someone else, they break up with someone else. Maybe they get involved with three or more people. Maybe they get married to someone else, but they always look back and they don't think about what that person did to them. But over time, they realize what they did wrong. And I think they regret the fact that they weren't able to see it in the situation because I think that at some point in time, it goes back to that realization of what I could have done differently. And had I had the awareness to realize it, I could have not done this or I could have done that. Even after I made a mistake, I could have still, there was still a chance. There was still this that I could have done. And I completely ignored that. But man, if I would have done that, I look at my life since that event happened and I look at, man, if I would have fixed it, what it could have been. Well, hindsight is 2020, right? You you just never know. When you get far enough away from the problem, you analyze it you're looking back and you're analyzing your own actions yeah. and you're analyzing their actions. Yeah. But then you see, okay, yeah, I was being a stubborn prick or, or whatever, or they you were, know? they were reaching out telling me what I needed and yeah, I was ignoring like she it. She cheated on you, you know, and now that's a big, but if you start looking back to before that, it's like they gave you warning, you know, and it's not always the case, but I mean, let's be honest. Some people are just absolute pricks or some people are just toxic. And honestly, some people, live a much better life after they separate from others, like after they divorce from a toxic person. I know males and females that are like, oh, yeah, thank God. Well, yeah, because my life since then is I never thought I would be happy again. Well, people, I didn't even know what happy was anymore. Right. There are situations, tons of them, millions of them, depending on who you're getting involved with, who bring their upbringing and their baggage and their abuse into that relationship. Yeah, and into and, the household. But that's where I think you have to be self-aware enough yeah. 
and you have to know there's a difference between somebody that is completely fucking toxic, a narcissist yeah. who maybe was abused and is now bringing that abuse. Or maybe they're into, abusing, yeah, yeah, exactly. that is now following the same footsteps as their exactly. abusive family to somebody who is an all-around good guy at the end of the day. Absolutely. Like, you're an all-around good guy. Do you bring shit into your relationship? Of course you do. Everybody does. You know, I'm not saying that I'm perfect or you're perfect. And it doesn't necessarily mean if you come from a bad home life as a kid, you're going to follow in them same footsteps. But there are toxic males out there mm -hmm. that are controlling and verbally abusive and play mind games. And, and I mean, and there are women that do the same. But then there are genuinely healthy, mentally healthy people that still get divorced because those are the people I guess I'm more or less talking about where they're like, I wish I would have done that differently. Most people don't want to 10 years later go back to their abuser. No, no, absolutely they've gotten not. away. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different scenarios, you know, it's just... The variables are endless. The variables are endless. I just think that if you have a good partner, if you have someone who you know deep down inside that you really do love and that you really do want to be with, you have to fight for that person. You know, you have to fight for that love and you have to fight for that marriage. And fight is a pretty big term. But sometimes it is like that. Sometimes you really have to be, hey, let's build a shared vision together. Let's come up with something that's not just my idea of what would be great. We all know what that is because I talk about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I just expect everyone to agree. Yeah. Because it's so wonderful in yeah. my mind. Right. It's like, a beautiful image. Yeah. Yeah. But, but. What is your great vision that you never talk, that I don't even know what it is because I never asked or... Or because you're not as vocal because, about yours as yeah. I am about mine. But what is it? Help me understand it. And it's funny too, because as you grow with somebody, there are going to be things about each person that you don't really like. Yeah. But it's what you fell in love with and people are going to change. Yeah. You know, people get set in their ways as they get older. I see it with my dad all the yeah. time. I'm like, you're so <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, you're prehistoric in some ways. And it's like, I would like to think that myself, I'm going to try to be ever growing. But right. at the same time, you know, I guess you're going to hit a certain age where you've been there, fucking done that. You're not going to fucking deal with that anymore. Yeah. And so you get hardened in your ways. But it's like, if you know this person is a good person at the end of the day, and there are still some qualities that you do like, like right you don't have to like all of them no one's gonna like all of you yeah i think i think that's one of the hard parts about marriage the fact is you're not perfect and neither is the person that you married and things over time change and you have to be willing to in my opinion you have to be able to continue to fall in love with that person over and over again. And a big part of that is being attractive yourself. And, and not only that, being attractive to yourself. If you don't think much of yourself or if you're down on yourself or if you're not doing the things that you need to do to take care of yourself, then, you know. And I think compromise. You just And you have to be willing to compromise. You have to be willing to go, okay, this is what this person needs. And you have to be willing to be like, all right, I don't like this about this person, but I love this one thing. And not focus in on the things you don't like. Right. Because you can look at something and have a negative perception yes. of eight things. I mean, you go look at a box and be like, I don't like the way that fucking side's folded. And I don't right. like the way the fucking, how weak it is. Yeah. But focus in on what you do like. Because the person you're with doesn't want to hear about what you don't like. No. 
Who does? Who wants to be told what you don't like about them? Or no. point out the flaws of that person all the time. That's called the succubus. Well, it's also just not taking into an account that your words matter. That you can't just say anything and it doesn't matter. Because words matter. Sound, sound, okay, is a vibration. Dude, did you know the churches of the old world, you know those big, beautiful windows that they had on them that had these, like, circular shapes of, like, mm -hmm. patterns and stuff? I'm talking about, I'm like, talking about these old, like, gothic-looking churches yeah, in Europe and like stuff in like Prague. that. Yeah, exactly. Like, really old ones. They had that big circle. Do you know that the circle is what the sound wave of the bell that was on the church looked like? Wait, the hold on. Repeat that. Okay. When you you hit a bell, bong. Is that a gong? Or yeah, it, okay. a bell, like a church bell. Yeah, right. Okay, you hit a bell on a church, right? All the churches used to have bells. Uh -huh. So when you hit a bell on a church, the frequency has a shape in water, right? So if you take a little thing of water uh -huh. and you put it next to okay, a bell, yeah, 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 you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, you yeah. hit the bell, it, it forms a pattern. Right. The pattern of that bell was on the front of the church. And it was typically a frequency of healing and of spiritual connection where different frequencies have been defined on how they affect the human body. So see, the old world knew a lot more about peace and prayer and frequency and sound. And so these places, which were places of worship in the old world, they also, when they hit that bell, it would send that sound out to the town, okay? And, and so it would be different, bells would have different frequencies, and it was designed by the people who were in the church. So different bells throughout the town would have different frequencies, and one could be for harmony, one could be for peace, and one would be for prosperity. They had all these different bells and these different sounds. That reminds me, and I think, I, I don't know if I remember the name of the book, and I believe it was called The Shape of Water. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that? No, but that's what I'm talking about. So yeah. I believe in this book, and I... And the point is that our bodies are water. Right. You know? But, but what this this experiment, and if I remember the book and I've read it, it's just been probably 15 years, and it's called The Shape of Water. And it was, if I'm, my memory serves me, it was the words you say and the meaning. Yes. So they took water yeah. and they basically charged it with words uh -huh. and looked at it. Right. And when it froze, yeah. the nice words would form these just beautiful crystals. Yes. Yeah. And it was like the amazingness. Right. Of it. It's like singing to a plant. Exactly. Those words matter. It's it's something more than we understand. Not humanity. Humanity has known this for a long time. And again, in the old world, this was something that was part of your life. I it mean, was something that was practiced. It was something that was around you from the time that you're but think about it. When's the last time you heard a church bell? Like a big, giant a long, Yeah, like bell. a badass church bell. I don't know. I had an amazing idea. But that... check out frequency. I mean, it's yeah. very interesting the way that they used to do this. In World War II, okay, all of the bells were removed from churches to make ammunition. Oh, they used the iron and shit? Yeah, they used the metals or whatever. Is they that were... why they kind of just did away with them? A lot of people say that there's a motive behind the motive. If it's a war, there's actually a, a greater motive behind that, behind that, behind that. And a lot of people talk about the removal of God, the removal of religion, the removal of government, the removal of, of these things and just technology, right? And kind of like the singularity. And humanity itself is created from God as we know it. These frequencies and these things which, which affect our bodies, that's something that's unique to humanity, 
a computer can't do that. A computer can't be affected by a sound. So like when you go to Costa Rica, for example, and visit Josue, they use a lot of different gongs and bells and frequencies. I love a fucking gong. Yeah, exactly. But why do you love a gong? Because it's just bad. I love the sound of it. It literally forms a pattern of your water in your body that makes you feel a certain way. It evokes out of that gong. But it evokes a feeling in you. And it's a sound wave is what it is. It's really interesting. It makes my testicles tingle. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there's one for romance too, makes, buddy. Makes me moist. There's a romance sound too. <laughs> I know what's going to happen soon in the Lee household. Yeah. You're going to get a gong. Yeah, that's right. You and need a means, gong for female fertility. Yeah, that means woman. Here I come. You need the gong for moist. I need the yeah. <laughs> I need a moist gong. <laughs> now next week, instead of tapping on her shoulder like you usually do, I'm just going to bang a bong. And then she's just going to roll over and start kissing you. Yeah, and, and that's where the moisture begins. Yeah, and, you know, then you're going to know that you I got know the frequency right. I know you've been wanting that moist gong. But our words do create forms. They create thought forms or real thing that are created by frequencies, okay? And frequencies come from sound, and your voice is sound, and your words have meaning. And the way that they sound has a, it An has a shape. It has an effect. Yeah, it has a shape. Is dude. it a middle finger? Right. Or is it a heart? Exactly. And so the way that you communicate with someone affects the way that they feel about you because it's not the things that you say, it's the way you make them feel that matters. Yes. And right now you are making me glisten. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling of love. Can you feel it? So this is the Man Fused podcast. Join the show, share the show, do us a solid You can hit us up at manfuse.com or call 770-744-5227. Also, check out Manfuse gear. If you want a cool shirt, you want a coffee mug, I think we're going to need to revamp some new designs. Well, I I just came up with a new idea for a new line. We're going to have a t-shirt with the words moist squirt on it. It's going to say moist squirt. Just like one word, moist squirt. I just made up a new word. Moist squirt? Moist squirt. Actually... No, fuck the moist squirt. I just want Manfuse podcast and have moist on the back <laughs> in big letters. Moist. Well, you're wearing a Manfuse shirt and it looks great. It does. And yeah. it feels good. This is a tri-blend. We don't even let you buy just the cotton ones no. anymore. There's a reason they're 28 bucks. Yeah. The softness. This is like the yeah. vintage fitting yeah. tee. It's it, beautiful. It feels great. great I don't you. even want to take it off. And thank you to all the listeners out there who have ordered things from the store. We appreciate your support. We hope you like your gear. And yeah, check it out. I'm not saying go on there and order something. I'm just saying if you happen to go on there and maybe you see something you like, maybe think about ordering it. And if you have a special request for a type of shirt or design, yes, hit us up at manfuse.com. You can actually check out Ben at manfuse.com. Check it out. He's the one handling that. Or hit us up at info at manfuse.com. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.